0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is May 27th. Today, we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block, which is Doctrine and Covenants, sections 58 and 59, and we're going to continue studying in section 59. Now, if you'll remember, this entire week has centered around God creating Zion, or God creating His people so that they, in turn, can create the city of Zion. So, All of the doctrines and the things that we've been studying this week are commandments or things that the Lord is giving us so that we in turn can become a Zion-like people. Now, if you'll remember yesterday, we talked about verse 5, where The Lord is going to begin to give some of his commandments. And the very first one that he gives here is the same as the first one he gave Moses and the first one that the Lord said in Jerusalem. And that is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy might, mind, and strength. But as we talked about yesterday, how do we do that? Yesterday, we talked about coming to know him through service. Today, I want to talk about another principle that's given to us here in this section that is going to help us learn to love God, something that's going to help us come to know Him so that we can then fully trust Him. Starting in verse 9, it says, And that thou mayest more fully keep thyself unspotted from the world, thou shalt go to the house of prayer and offer up thy sacraments upon my holy day. For verily, This is the day appointed unto you to rest from your labors and to pay thy devotions unto the Most High. Now, I absolutely love these scriptures and what they can teach us about the Sabbath day. Right off the bat, he tells us that to keep ourselves unspotted from the world, he gives us this day so that we can go to the house of prayer and offer up thy sacraments on his holy day. Now, it's interesting that these verses would be given specifically here In this point of church history, here in Missouri at the time, they had a really big problem with their Sabbath day observance. So much so that a Protestant missionary who had come to Missouri ended up writing, Christian Sabbath observance here appears to be unknown. It is a day for merchandising, jollity, drinking, gambling, and general anti-Christian conduct. And another traveler that was passing through Western Missouri said the only indications of its being Sunday were the unusual gambling and noise and assemblies around taverns. There was a problem with Sabbath day observance. And it's easy sometimes to look at it and be like, oh, silly, we would never do that. But one of my favorite stories, and it was such a powerful lesson for me when I was younger, is a really, really, really good friend of mine, used to talk to everyone about the gospel. He was just an incredible missionary. And one time in a small town outside of Rexburg, Idaho, which if you know how small Rexburg is, you'll understand how small a small town outside of Rexburg, Idaho is. In that town, he struck up a conversation about the gospel with a store owner, kind of like a general corner mom-pop shop here in this small town. And after they began talking about the gospel, this small town owner said, Oh, I... I know LDS people, they are just such incredible people, just such amazing, good people. Now, it's interesting because if someone had come to you and said, oh, I know LDS people, they are such good people, and then they were to give you a reason why they believed that, what would you expect them to say? I would hope it would be, they are such kind people, they're service-oriented, they're family people, they're just such good people. But none of those things were this man's answer. He said, I know LDS people, they are good people. Every Sunday when they come into my store, they're always dressed so nicely. Isn't that funny? That of all the things that could have been said about LDS people, the thing that struck this man as so good about us is that when we break the Sabbath day, (laughs) when we go shopping on Sunday, we do it in our church clothes still. That's just a silly story and a silly example, but something that always struck me so funny about Sabbath day observance. But here in Missouri, the members of the church, the early saints clearly had much more of an issue than just shopping in their Sunday clothes. They were drinking, they were gambling, they were loud. There was no semblance of reverence or thought of God on the Sabbath day. And so in order to love God more, in order to come closer to him, one of the commandments that's given to them here is a true worship of the Sabbath day. Now, something that I think is really important, I know I've joked about shopping on the Sabbath day, but something that I think is really important to recognize is that here in these verses about the Sabbath day, not one of them says anything about what you shouldn't do. Oftentimes, when we speak of the Sabbath day, we get into this list of do nots. Do not shop, do not recreate, do not swim, do not watch TV, etc., We have this list of ideas of do-nots on the Sabbath day. But here, as the Lord is commanding his people how to reverence the Sabbath day, how to observe the Sabbath day, there's not a single do-not listed. Rather, it's a list of do's. Keep thyself unspotted from the world. Go to the house of worship. Offer up sacraments. Rest from your labors. Pay devotions to God. President Faust once said, In our time, God has recognized our intelligence by not requiring endless restrictions. Perhaps this was done with a hope that we would catch more of the spirit of Sabbath worship rather than the letter thereof. So in our day, we're not given the endless do's and do nots like they were in the law of Moses. God wants us to understand the spirit of the Sabbath day rather than the letter of the Sabbath day. However, President Faust goes on to warn us that we may be in danger of the pendulum swinging so far in the other direction that we tend to ignore the Sabbath day altogether now. We tend to think that two hours of worship in church is enough rather than making it a full day of worship and of rest. In the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verse 27, the Lord teaches that the Sabbath is for the man not the man for the Sabbath. Meaning the Sabbath was created in order to bless and help us. We weren't created in order to bless and sanctify the Sabbath. So the question becomes, how is the Sabbath day a blessing for you and I? What are we doing to make the Sabbath day a renewal for us, a blessing for us, a strength and an uplift in our lives? President Nelson once said, How do we hallow the Sabbath day? In my much younger years, I studied the work of others who had compiled lists of things to do and not do on the Sabbath. It wasn't until later that I learned from the scriptures that my conduct and my attitude on the Sabbath constituted a sign between me and my Heavenly Father. With that understanding, I no longer need a list of do's and don'ts. When I had to make a decision whether or not an activity was appropriate for the Sabbath, I simply asked myself, what sign do I want to give to God? That question made my choices about the Sabbath day crystal clear. The Sabbath day and our observance of the Sabbath day is a sign to our Father in heaven. A sign of how we feel about Him, about the gifts that He's given us, about the plan that He's set before us. When we approach the Sabbath day as a sign to him, it changes the things that we do, the things that we think, the way we look at rest from our daily activities. Elder Gibson said, The way we keep the Sabbath day holy is an outward manifestation of our covenant to always remember Jesus Christ. I'll never forget, I was sitting in a mission conference when I was a young sister missionary, And my mission president was speaking about the Sabbath day and what Sabbath day observance meant. He said something in that meeting that I had never thought of before, but that I haven't forgotten since. He said, the Sabbath day is a law of principles, not a law of practices. If we understand the principles behind the Sabbath day, if we have those principles written in our minds and in our hearts, We will never need a list of to-dos and not to-dos. If we have those principles engraven in our hearts, we will always know how to keep the Sabbath day holy. My friends, I testify that the principle of the Sabbath day is a sacred principle. It's a principle that our Father in Heaven gave to us to keep us unspotted from the world. A principle that He gave to us so that we could have the opportunity to take a break and have the opportunity to focus on Him and his love. I testify that Sabbath was made for man, because God loves his children. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hanson.